1: Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, if you go grocery shopping this weekend or make a Target run or buy pretty much anything anywhere in the city, you probably want to bring your own shopping bag. Because Pittsburgh's plastic bag ban goes into effect on Saturday. But, like, how's that gonna work exactly? Am I gonna get penalized if I forget mine? And what happens if a business just decides, meh, I'm just not gonna play along? Well, we are in luck because CityCast lead producer Mallory Falk is here to break it all down. It's Tuesday, October 10th. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh is talking about. So,
2: Mallory, tell me, are you a paper, plastic, bring your own shopping person? I mean, as someone who previously worked in public radio, obviously I'm a tote bag person. (laughs) I feel like there was no need to even ask that question. I mean,
1: I was also a public radio person and the tote bag collection is like always missing. Like I can never find one when I'm supposed to have it. But I do have one of the, what, five CityCast Pittsburgh tote bags floating around in existence. They they didn't really give us a lot to work with there. <laughs> Are you personally excited or daunted that Pittsburgh is going to be ditching all of the plastic bags?
2: So I was living in Philly at the time that Philly implemented a plastic bag ban. So I've been through this before. I'm used to it. Um, but maybe, like, I'll tell you a little bit about how plastic bag bans work. And then you could take a guess how I'm feeling.
1: Well, let's start with the basics. Why is Pittsburgh implementing a plastic bag ban now?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, probably no surprise to anybody. Plastic bags are really bad for the environment. They clog up landfills where they don't really break down um, or they can get blown into rivers, into drains and cause flooding. They can kill wildlife when animals ingest them. They, you know, leak microplastics into our water and our soil. So it's just not great to have them, you know, floating around. You know, a lot of other cities and even some states have passed bans like this. So last year, Pittsburgh City Council decided to join in. Um, they unanimously voted to ban plastic carryout bags, the kind with handles specifically. Um, okay. Councilwoman Erica Strasberger proposed the ban. And at that point, five other municipalities across the state had passed similar legislation.
1: We've heard about this for years, though, like just before the pandemic, folks were talking about it a ton. And I I get it. It would have been super unsanitary for people to be bringing their own stuff into grocery stores in March of 2020. But then fast forward to this year, I thought it was all supposed to go into effect back in April.
2: Yeah, it originally was, but then it got delayed. The Gainey administration said they wanted more time to roll out the plan um, to make sure they could get businesses up to speed, especially the smaller ones, not necessarily big chains like Giant Eagle. Um, And they've also been requiring businesses to put up signage in the lead up to the ban so that customers have a heads up. Um, maybe you've noticed them if you've been in stores recently. I have not seen a
1: single sign. I, have you? I was
2: going to say, I didn't realize that that was something that was supposed to be happening until I started doing research for this uh, episode. But um, yeah, the city kind of postponed this for six months and now it's finally actually going into effect this weekend.
1: So who all is subject to the ban? Like obviously Giant Eagle, but what other kinds of places is everyone
2: mandated to comply? So almost everybody. This applies to most businesses throughout the city. So grocery stores, convenience stores, dollar stores, um, restaurants, food trucks, farmers markets. Though I can't say I've received a lot of like single use plastic bags from farmers markets. That seems. I don't to know. Go I've against. gotten a few actually. I think. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay, so uh, they've got to comply now, um, and then also you know, dil- food delivery services
1: you said almost everyone. Who is the exception?
2: Yeah, there are two exceptions, dry cleaners and pharmacies. Um, Although for pharmacies, they can only use plastic for like actual pharmaceuticals. And then grocery stores can't use plastic bags at the checkout counter, but they can still have them within the store. So, you know, if you're in the produce section, you can grab them for fruits and vegetables. Um, You can stores can use them for unpackaged meat, bakery items, things like that. But just once you get to the actual register, no plastic bags there. I'm glad I can still have a plastic bag around
1: my chicken. That makes me feel slightly better. (laughs) Um, So say that you do show up this weekend at Giant Eagle and you get to the end of the checkout line and you don't have any bags. Are you just out of luck? Like, What do you do to get a cart full of groceries home?
2: Yeah, I mean, so ideally, right, you would bring your own reusable bag to the store. um, Or if you're just grabbing like a carton of milk, a couple of items, you could just go without a bag altogether. But if you forgot a bag and you're buying a bunch of stuff, there are a few options. So stores can offer paper bags for 10 cents, um, or I should say at wow, least that's 10. that's a lot of money. Yeah, and it's at least 10 cents. The city says that's the minimum stores can charge. So I don't know. It's possible some store could really jack up the price of that. Oh, bummer Trader Joe's and their free paper bags. Yeah, I mean, and stores get to keep that money. So I guess there is some incentive. Yeah. But I'll, though I will get into later why this might actually be a good thing to put that charge in there. Um, And then the city also has a rule that I'm going to read off their website. Um, Paper bags must contain a minimum of 40 percent post-consumer recycled content and no old growth fiber. That seems very specific. I guess I don't know that much about paper. (laughs) Yeah, me neither. I think it's a way to ensure that these paper bags are as environmentally friendly as possible. So stores aren't required to offer this as an option, but it sounds like a lot are planning to, including Giant Eagle. And then most people have to pay that, that 10 cents to get the paper bag. But people who use EBT cards or get other government benefits um, won't get charged. So it's meant to cool. not be a barrier. Yeah. Um, and then stores can also sell reusable bags. I saw reporting that Giant Eagle is planning to sell its own reusable bags starting at 99 cents. So I'm wondering how
1: this even gets enforced. There are so many businesses here in the city of Pittsburgh that I'm sure use plastic bags. Like, is the city going to have somebody going by and checking them one by one? Like, I, compliance seems like a huge piece of this.
2: Yeah, I'm not entirely sure either. This does seem pretty challenging to enforce. The city is asking people to narc. So what? if you see a store <laughs> violating the ban, you're supposed to call three one one. So I guess we are the unofficial enforcers. That's like um, terrible
1: and great. I, I love and hate <laughs> it in equal measure.
2: You know, I generally try not to tell on people, but I, w- I f- would feel slightly more comfortable narking on my neighborhood giant eagle.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I wouldn't mind narking on a corporation, but I
2: don't want to do it to a mom and pop. Yeah, like, they're just not, doing their best. Yeah. Not to a small business. Um, So, yeah, I'm still not sure exactly like how much they're going to enforce or how they're going to ensure that every single store is complying but um what they're officially saying is that stores will get a warning for their first violation a um, $100 fine for their second violation, and then a $250 fine for their third.
1: Okay, that's not that bad. Like $250 is like a, a moderate grocery haul for like any mom of three, you
2: know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think that this is going to like shut somebody down. Also, I think one other thing to note is that there's a grace period for stores. So even though the ban goes into effect this weekend, Businesses have until January 1st to use up any plastic bags they might already have in stock. So there's some time for them to kind of draw down their supply if they've, you know, had just placed an order for a bunch of plastic bags.
1: plus info on the incredible preventative medicines we have now to keep you happy, healthy, and feeling your most confident out on the town. So come on out to Allegheny Commons East Park on Thursday, May 30th. You know, we were thinking about this and I know a lot of other cities and states have banned single use plastics already. So I'm assuming that someone somewhere has data on all of this. Does it actually help? Like the cities, the people who live there, the stores,
2: the environment is anyone actually winning in this? So I wish I could say unequivocally, 100 percent, no qualifications, that plastic bag bands are effective and this huge step forward when it comes to protecting our planet.
1: When do we ever say anything with no qualifications? I was going to say, <laughs> like
2: most things, it is a little more complicated than that. And I think a couple of things to consider here are both like what type of ban is actually getting implemented, what the actual legislation looks like, and then what impact you're measuring. So are you looking at the energy that goes into creating these bags in the first place and reducing that carbon footprint? Or is it about the environmental impact that these bags have once they're floating out in the world. Mm. So Planet Money did a deep dive on this a few years ago. As a producer whose job is to come up with podcast titles, I've got to give them props for theirs. Um, Our plastic bag band's garbage. I really
1: liked that title. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i really excited to hear about this because you and Sophia were like masterminding in the corner about this episode and told me <laughs> I wasn't allowed to listen or listen to you talk about it at all.
2: <laughs> yeah, we want you to come in here fresh. Um, so yeah, Planet Money talked to an economist from the University of Sydney who studied plastic bag regulations. Um, and the way the show described it is a tale of unintended consequences. Okay. So this researcher found that, you know, People in cities with bans did use fewer plastic bags, and that led to about 40 million fewer pounds of plastic trash every year. I mean, that seems useful. I assume there's a but coming. Yeah. So but this one unexpected uh, result was that garbage bag sales actually skyrocketed once these bans went into effect. And I'm curious if you have any guesses as to why that might be
1: or people using garbage bags in place of their plastic bags? The size thing is so different. I feel like I'm wrong. Like, I mean, I do, I'm not a pet owner, but I know a lot of pet owners do
2: use their plastic bags in that way. Exactly. That's like people use them to scoop up poop. People use them to line their own trash cans, you know, especially if you have like those smaller ones in the bathroom or something. Oh, um, yeah. So people instead ended up buying these thicker, heavier duty garbage bags that actually use more plastic than the typical single-use ones. Okay. Um, So all of this being said, I was looking at an article from the Natural Resources Defense Council that pointed out that the same study found, even though trash bag sales did go up after these bans were implemented, um, the total plastic use was still at a net negative. So yes, more people were buying trash bags, but overall, there was still this reduction in um, plastic trash. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. So the other issue here is the carbon footprint of different kinds of bags, like how much energy it uses to produce different bags. Mm -hmm. And there are studies that have found that plastic bags actually have the smallest carbon footprint for a single use. So, right, like to make a paper bag that involves cutting down and processing trees. And that's like a very water intensive process. It involves toxic chemicals and fuel and heavy machinery. I think that's why part of this regulation in pittsburgh involves paper bags having to have a certain amount of like recycled content to try to address this and then there are tote bags as we mentioned at the top of the show like Um, the fabric ones the fabric ones the cotton ones megan i'm not sure if you saw that new york times article that made the rounds a couple years ago with the headline the cotton tote crisis was no i
1: i missed that completely
2: yeah, I remember when it came out, a lot of people were just kind of throwing up their hands saying like, OK, I guess no matter what I do, it's destroying the environment. Uh, no ethical consumption under capitalism, I guess. <laughs> um, but basically, there are studies that have found the process for creating those bags is even more environmentally destructive, which kind of makes sense, right? Like the the sturdier a bag, the more that's going to be involved in creating it. Yeah. But all of that being said, you know, paper bags and tote bags don't have the same issue as plastic bags in terms of causing flooding, contaminating water and soil. Like a sea turtle is not going to choke on a cotton tote bag. So if the goal is to have fewer of those back end issues, then these bans are pretty effective. They have been shown to reduce plastic trash. And so it really is about like what metric you're using. Yeah. And studies do seem to show that plastic bag bans or regulations do really cut down on the number of plastic bags in circulation and the amount of plastic bag trash. So like I mentioned, I was living in Philly when the bag ban there went into effect. Mm -hmm. A study came out analyzing the first year of the ban, and it estimated that the policy eliminated over 200 million plastic bags in the city or enough to fill City Hall every eight months, according to WHYY.
1: I'm always impressed at Americans' ability to compare things.
2: At least it was City Hall and not a football field. I was just going to say, as I was saying that, I was like really surprised in a football (laughs) town like Philly that that's the... That's the measurement they chose. Um, Maybe
1: it wasn't the Eagles here. Yeah, could be. be. No birds. (laughs) So has Pittsburgh been able to take anything away or learn anything from any of these other efforts in Philly or anywhere else?
2: Yeah, so I can't speak specifically to, you know, who Pittsburgh was looking toward when they came up with the ban. But there's kind of good news, bad news about the way that our specific policy works. Um, I had mentioned before that one of the things to look at is like, what is the actual policy in terms of how effective it is? But according to both the Planet Money story and this uh, deep dive in Vox, which will include both of them in the show notes, it seems like the best way to implement these kind of regulations instead of just straight up banning plastic bags is to put a tax or a fee on all bags. So you're dissuading people from picking up any bags at the store, encouraging them to bring their own reusable bags or just forgo bags altogether. If you're only picking up a few items, like that's actually the best. The best solution is to just like not use any bags at all. So by putting like a a tax or a fee, people are less likely to buy these bags. But it also means that for people who do want plastic bags to reuse as poop bags or trash can liners or whatever, they have that option. They can pay for those bags and get them. So Pittsburgh's ban is kind of like halfway there because stores are required to charge for paper bags if they provide them. But plastic is totally out. I mean,
1: yes, but I can also see like mostly it sounds like this is just making it an accessibility challenge if you are someone who wants to use your plastic, like because you can step right outside the city lines, drive up to the Giant Eagle in Monroeville or Mount Nebo, and then you can have all the plastic your heart wants.
2: That's true. And I think that's connected to kind of like the the last point that I want to make, which is that You know, I think at the end of the day, any step toward being more sustainable is a good one. I think it's just that ultimately these solutions that are focused on individual consumer choices are not what's going to make the biggest difference in the fight against climate change, right? Like governments and major carbon producing corporations are the ones who really need to make dramatic changes if we actually want to address this. And so my my feeling here is, is that anything that makes a dent is good. I don't want to downplay that. But at the end of the day, is a plastic bag ban going to be the thing that ensures our planet is still here for generations to come? Probably not. Well, if you're hearing this, come prepared this
1: weekend. That plastic bag ban takes effect on Saturday in the city of Pittsburgh. Mallory, thank you so much for this nice deep dive. Yeah, sure thing. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you like what you're hearing and you wanna be part of the team, CityCast is actually hiring. There are a bunch of jobs available, including an audio producer for some of our sponsored content. You're gonna be hearing more of that in the coming days, plus a senior account executive to help us sell ads. I know we have to have ads to be able to make podcasts you love. So please, if you know anyone or you think you're a good fit, definitely get in touch. You can find all of our job postings at citycast.fm slash jobs. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk to you soon.
2: People use them to poop up, to poop up scoop.